Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Ninja on the Loose. I'm George. Uh, some people call me G-Money. Uh, I'm not sure if that's ever going to catch on, but you never know. Maybe one day someone will start doing it. Uh, anyway, I uh, kind of like to explore uh, topics that uh, tend to circulate in our lives, uh, in our home here, and uh, we've got uh, one item we've been kind of working on, and uh, it's been just uh, something that's uh, been challenging at times, but I think that's good. Sometimes it's good to have uh, something that uh, doesn't just all of a sudden fall in your lap so that you take some time and work out details and things like that. What I'm talking about is uh, home-based business opportunities. We have a couple of home-based businesses already. Uh, if you've been following the podcasts, you know that I am a full-time freelance writer, and my wife is a vendor. We uh, vend together, but she creates uh, specialty jams and jellies and salsas and relishes and things like that. And uh, so we take those uh, particular items on the road. We stay pretty much within uh, an hour, hour and a half drive away from where we live, so it's not uh, a big haul to take, uh, you know, 120, 130, 150 jars of something somewhere because we have a small uh, vehicle and we take uh, pretty much everything we need, our tables, uh, we have a canopy when we vend outdoors and things like this. So we're all pretty much self-sufficient uh, when we show up at a vending site, uh, tear, you know, I tear out things from the vehicle, set it up and uh, we're good to go and uh, we pretty much uh, reverse the process once the event is over. But uh, we're also trying to find something to add to our existing uh, vending opportunity. We use the name Jambusters, and uh, you can find us online at jambusters.ca, and that'll give you a bit of an idea of what it is we actually do. But uh, the whole idea is we're trying to find something to not necessarily replace Jambusters, but it might down the road like you know because we vend a, a food product uh, there are regulations that need to be adhered to and my wife Brenda does follow those but there's uh, some markets that we attend that are much more restrictive than others and so you know we have found some of these restrictions not that we don't want to comply but uh, they're costly for us because quite honestly it is a fun on the side part-time business for us. Although we vend kind of full-time during the summer, uh, it's still just a fun thing for us to do on the side. We don't want it to get too big because then there's all sorts of other regulations and bylaws and things that you have to adhere to. And so we're just kind of, I wouldn't say we're under the radar. We just want to keep it at a level that we can control and we don't have to, uh, you know, follow a whole lot of extra regulations in order to function because then it's no longer a hobby it becomes a job so we want to kind of prevent that from happening but we also want to possibly enhance what we're doing and uh, we actually have kind of a business plan uh, i wouldn't say it's written down anywhere but we have kind of a business plan that we're following with uh, jam busters and uh, my wife and I have admitted to each other more than once 
recently uh, and over the past few months that you know we intend to vend as long as we can. This is going to be definitely something we're going to take into our retirement. Now, what it is that we vend will depend on a lot of different factors. So we've been kind of trying to find a fit of some kind. And so uh, I've actually come up with a list of five items uh, for today's podcast, and I call it Tips on Finding Home Business Opportunities. And these are some of the guidelines we follow, and uh, hopefully they'll be helpful to you if you're looking at doing the same thing. Uh, There's uh, a lot of considerations, but these are probably the five strongest ones that we're looking at. And uh, the only reason, again, why I'm even talking about this is because it's just something that is uh, going on in our house right now, and we're just, you know, it's just something that's timely for us. So my number five tip on finding home base, or sorry, home business opportunities is uh, does it complement what is already being offered? So this is what I've already kind of hinted at, is we're trying to find something that we would be able to vend with our existing brand. There's some... Uh, opportunities out there we've explored where you are restricted. They won't let you vend brand X with Jambusters or whatever brand you might have. Uh, And I sort of see that, but, you know, we want to kind of combine what we're doing and we want to see if we could find something that will complement what we're doing. Uh, Seeing as we're using a food product at this point, it just kind of makes sense to us that we would sort of look in the food services industry for a vending opportunity because it just kind of makes sense, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. So uh, because we've hit a few roadblocks in that, uh, like I said, that is a consideration we need is, uh, for our particular instance anyways, we want to find something that we can vend along with what we have, but it also has to complement what we're already doing. My number four tip is, uh, is there support programs? And what I mean by that is, uh, do you end up getting signed up for something and that's it, you're left on your own to you know, tread water or figure out what to do? Or is there, you know, a company of uh, professionals that you can draw from who can, uh, you know, share everything from webinars to educational tools to, you know, uh, whatever, right? I mean, is there a support network of some kind to help you through this? It reminds me of, uh, this goes back several years ago, uh, if I had to guess, I'm going to say almost 30 years ago, I was uh, looking at becoming a salesman for an insurance brand, and I got approached, and I signed up for this thing, because it sounded pretty good. I did a a practicum uh, in the field, and I uh, also attended uh, training courses uh, out of town uh, in two big cities uh, over the course of, I think, a month. Uh, I think it was, uh, I think a week long or two week long course in one place and week or two in the the other place. Anyway, uh, the 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 thing I'm trying to get at here is that there was really quite a bit of support behind it. I mean, they were uh, they had all sorts of uh, teaching tools. They had all sorts of. Um, uh, seminars and things and, and uh, people you could reach out to and it was really really organized and that attracted me to that particular brand uh, it turns out I 
chose not to do it. I didn't pursue it. I just, uh, for me, I was having great difficulties in getting my mind around the intricacies of insurance and probably just as well. But uh, I was really impressed with the the background um, things that were there. You know, like I said, the support networks, uh, the training tools, uh, the follow-up, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, that would be something we would consider if we're looking for a new home base uh, business opportunity is, you know, does this particular brand have those elements attached to it? Uh, I would really shy away from getting involved in something, like I said, where you're basically left on your own to, you know, hopefully make it work. And it's not very, that doesn't give me a lot of faith in the brand if there is no support. So I would shy away from that. My number three tip is, is it costly to start up? That's always, always, always a big deal. It doesn't matter what the particular brand is. If it's, uh, you know, a uh, something that you you know host home parties to to sell, or you know something you go to fairs and trade shows to sell, or you sell online, whatever it is. If it has a costly startup, that's going to be a hurdle for a lot of people, and that's a hurdle for us. Uh, not because you know we don't have thousands of dollars to throw at something, which is partly the reason. But the other part is, I'm not really all that keen on having to spend a lot of money. Uh, to start up something that I'm not all that sure is going to work, right? Uh, maybe that's my red flag. Uh, but I know you can't get rich quick either. I understand that. And yes, I understand you have to spend money to make money. I know all those things. But if it's a costly thing, and to me, uh, when it comes to startup costs, I also look at, so is there an annual fee, you know, to be a member of this particular group? Uh, are there monthly goals and incentives that you have to hit in order to stay uh, part of this particular group? Because those things, you know, yes, they're good incentives, but sometimes they're also discouraging incentives, especially if they're uh, numbers or plateaus that are not realistic. Uh, if they are, that's great, but if they're not realistic, that really doesn't help, and it kind of actually helps you to fail as opposed to succeed. So that's uh, something I always want to be kind of conscious of as well. My number two tip on finding home business opportunities is uh, do you have to sign up other people to profit? Now I know this is pretty much the way it works, okay? I mean, there is very few um, home business opportunities out there that have a brand of any kind that aren't multi-level marketing in some way, shape, or form. I'm not a huge fan of those, but I understand they work and I understand how they work, but do you have to sign up people in order to see some benefit? And if you have to, typically these programs end up depending on you to encourage your friends to join. And that's not entirely a bad thing, right? It makes sense, you know, you have a circle of friends and these are people who are going to trust you and if you start talking about this brand as if it's the best thing that ever happened to your life, uh, you know, you're going to encourage some of your friends to be part of this and some of your friends will want to be part of this. There's no problem with that whatsoever. Uh, where it becomes kind of sticky as far as I'm concerned is now, depending on how many of your friends you sign up and how many of them are aggressive enough to take this thing on, you have now added competition to your pool. Not always fun if you want to be the only person with this particular brand. And so, you know, we've encountered this 
more than once. Uh, I've seen it happen. Uh, we've been approached. Oh, this goes back. Oh, I'm going to say half a dozen years ago, there was a evening seminar we got invited to downtown. And the person who approached us was actually a customer of ours in our newspaper business. And so he kind of convinced us that there was this uh, really special opportunity being uh, presented at uh, an evening meeting. And so we attended this evening meeting. Uh, there was, I'm going to say, I don't know, 12, 15 of us at this meeting. And, I don't know, red flags were going up all through the time it took between being approached and actually attending the event for me. And so, I don't know, I was, I probably went in with the wrong attitude, but it turned out to be, you know, sign you up for this. Uh, there's a membership fee. Uh, if you sign other people up, uh, you get uh, further up the chain, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Same basic premise as every other possible home business opportunity I have ever seen. Right. And, you know, it, it might have been a good opportunity, but I just didn't like the way it was being presented. I didn't like the fact that it was all secretive as to what this meeting was about. Oh, it's an opportunity you can't miss, but you couldn't tell us what it was, right? Because I'm sure some people would have said, what? No, I think I'll pass, right? And, and I understand that too, because, you know, let's face it, a lot of us just don't like those things. But, um, I was really kind of disappointed that this person that was a client of ours, um, you know, felt it was necessary to kind of be secretive about this particular product he was trying to get us to sign up to sell. I think if he was a little more upfront and had said, look, you know, uh, this is what I'm talking about. Uh, do you think you might be interested there? We might have actually been a little more interested in it. And so I think the way it was presented to us was not very good. But uh, like I said, that's that's something I always have to kind of I have to look at is, you know, do you have to sign other people up? And I mean, I get that's how they work, okay? I, I understand that. But, uh, you know, sometimes it's sort of a, um, a hurdle if you don't have access to a lot of people. And I'm not trying to make excuses, but, you know, my wife and I, we have a small circle of friends. You know, do we want to bother them with trying to get them to sign up for something? You know, I don't know. Anyway, that's that's something I always have to look at, too. Is possible, is that a good idea or not? Now, if it's an awesome opportunity, maybe it's worth looking at, right? But if it means you're going to end up in competition with someone you know, I don't know if that's really worth doing it either, right? So, I mean, these are things I think about. Uh, my number one tip on finding home-based uh, business opportunities, and this is huge. This is our biggest which is why it's number one on, on this list. It's our biggest, biggest concern. Are there protected zones? And what I mean by that is, do you have, are you going to be the only rep in your particular area, or are you going to end up with three or four or 15 or 25 more people representing the same brand and the same community as you? Because if you're trying to market a particular brand and you've got someone down the street who has the same brand in your same community that's not really fair as far as i'm concerned and i it's and i don't blame the people who are doing the signups i don't think it's fair of the company that these people are representing to not protect their reps i don't think that's right i really really don't um now that being said i'm sure there's very few 
brands out there that do that though. I'm pretty sure there's not a lot that protect the zone that you're in. But that being said, I think it's, you know, I realize it's all about signing up people and therefore how do you protect a zone if part of the job is to sign up people, right? So I don't know, It's it's uh, that's uh, one of those things that I have difficulty justifying, but, uh, you know, it is just, you know, it is what it is, right? Uh, so there you go. That's my tips on finding home business opportunities. Uh, we're still looking for uh, something to match uh, with Jambusters. We may have a lead on something. Sounds like uh, Brenda's quite interested in something that's come her way here in recent days. And uh, that would be really cool because uh, the brand she's looking at does have a, a good reputation, which is another thing we'd like to keep in mind. Uh, has a good reputation. Uh, has uh, been around for several years like over a hundred years and just you know it's got a very good quality brand and so you know there's other things in there that are kind of you know iffy but aside from that you know i mean it's it's a pretty solid brand and and i think that's uh you know one of the attractions that we have for looking at this particular one anyway and who knows you know maybe we'll find something else that'll work even better you just never know but uh i just wanted to thank you for tuning in and uh downloading this uh podcast in our uh, show notes, I'm going to uh, share with you a link to a ebook that I wrote that actually talks about home business opportunities. Uh, it is an ebook actually about our home-based businesses, but in the uh, second half of the ebook, it actually outlines all sorts of tips on uh, things that you uh, may need to follow uh, for success with your home-based business. And uh, it is targeted primarily at our Jambusters brand, but it will be something the principles can be applied to virtually any kind of uh, home-based business. So I think it would be of interest uh, to anyone looking at that. The uh, title of the ebook is Someone Stole Our Rhubarb. That's exactly what it's called. Someone Stole Our Rhubarb. It's available on Amazon. I'll give you a link to uh, the uh, Amazon page in the show notes, but uh, if you find it easier just to search for Someone Stole Our Rhubarb, go ahead and do that, and uh, I think you'll enjoy the ebook if you download it and find out uh, tips on how you can actually uh, make a home-based business opportunity work for you. And, uh, you know, good luck, right? Anyway, until next week, I want to thank you for tuning in. My name's George, and this has been Ninja on the Loose.